0: Welcome to Recruitee Radio, the podcast for talent acquisition aficionados, HR lovers and recruitment professionals out there looking to get inspired and challenge traditional approaches to hiring. Here, we'll discuss the ins and outs of the recruitment process, engage fresh talent, manage tough internal hiring dilemmas, and of course, look at the future of talent acquisition, I'm your host, Sim Samra from Recruitee. I'll be quizzing the experts, asking the burning questions, and of course, bringing you great guests each episode. By the end of every episode, we'll offer a few hypotheticals and, of course, tips to take back to your team and workplace. Welcome to Recruitee Radio. In today's episode, I'm joined by Noel Thomas, who is the Director of Crayons at CA3 and Eli Onboarding. And we'll be diving into a few areas of recruitment today with an emphasis on creating a great candidate and employee experience, as well as creating a sense of community during remote times. Uh, Noel, thank you for being with us today. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself so that our listeners can get to know who you are?
1: Okay, of course, yes. So um, I, I've been working in, I guess you call it, the employer branding industry now for over twenty years, which makes me feel very, very old these days. Uh, and ultimately, you know, when when I started, it was it was all called crew and advertising, and we've seen the industry grow and develop over the last twenty years. To become a real integral part of any business's comms strategy, you know. And these days, you know, we're working hand in hand with with the marketing and brand teams to create a consistent and, and engaging message to push out to obviously help you recruit fantastic talent, mm-hmm. but also engage with uh, your internal audiences, you know, and really nurture talent within. CA3 has been going for uh, eight years now, and a few years ago, uh, about six years ago, we also developed uh, Eli Onboarding, which is uh, an onboarding technology that helps clients big and small really put the new hire at the heart of your onboarding experience, ultimately setting them up for success. And uh, we're, we're lucky enough to work with some fantastic clients who uh, include Rolls-Royce, Aviva, NatWest Group, Expedia Group, Audley Group, all the groups, apparently, uh, GE Healthcare, Johnson Massey, AstraZeneca, uh, and Smartest Energy, to name but a few.
0: Nice. Nice. Um, I should have asked you this before, but what is a director of crayons at CA3? <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: that kind of stuck. Um, I, I always got told that all I used to do as my job was just draw with crayons. Uh, it was actually <laughs> a client that mentioned that to me. And and it stuck from that point on. And actually, everyone in the CA3 business has a, a secondary job title, shall we say, yeah that's on their business card, which maybe is a bit more akin to what they exactly do in the office. So yeah, just a little bit of fun. But yeah, that one stuck.
0: <laughs> nice. All right, let's, uh, let's dive in. The candidate experience doesn't just end with a job offer, uh, rather it transitions into the employee experience. I want to know from you what recruiters can do to ensure that the expectations set in the recruitment process are delivered when the employee comes on board.
1: Well, it's a great question. And actually, the, f- the first thing that springs to mind when you ask it is, well, don't lie <laughs> during the uh, recruitment process. You know, I-, I think that's probably a key thing. Not that anyone can lie these days with the likes so, sort of Glassdoor and social media all out there. But I think, first and foremost, when you're engaging with prospective candidates, whether that be that first point of contact, you know, through some advertising, you know, through through a, a job spec, whatever it is, you know, make sure that you're honest and authentic about what the role's about. You know, but recruiters have to wear many many hats these days. You know, they're having to be marketeers and advertisers uh, as well as recruiters. And ultimately, you know, you find that a EVP, an employer value proposition, and a strong employer brand can really help and guide you there you know in having those open and honest conversations and knowing what to do Um, and on the flip side of that you know there's been a huge rise in employee generated content recently which you know has been spurred on really by lockdown where people have become more comfortable seeing not badly produced videos but videos that produced you know handheld on your phone but from real people And, and ultimately candidates are much more readily align themselves with the people who are talking there because they know it's not a corporate message it's something that's coming from the heart of someone who works there so so i think you know as i say let's start off you know let, let's not overpromise on things when you know the reality might be somewhat different um but then if we take a look at obviously you're onboarding experience and this is obviously a big part of of the work that ca3 and eli do here this is where you you know the expectations you've set during that hiring process can be delivered on ultimately you know and a lot of people forget about the onboarding experience it's almost like that forgotten experience Often because, you know, once that person has signed on the line, you know, whose responsibility is it to engage with them during that period? Certainly the pre-boarding period, you know, before day one. But, you know, what happens after offer acceptance in your business? You know, who should be driving and keeping the engagement levels really, really high? Now, often businesses find that they're, they're focusing on, you know, the compliance areas, the business-related requirements of onboarding, but that candidate experience is secondary. And often, you know, it's even forgotten. You know, you're relying on your line managers to, to I guess, do it. And if they've not got the support or the knowledge or the skills to do that, you can find that you've got a particularly bad pre-boarding phase, you know, before day one. And it's important, you know, that you have a great onboarding experience, obviously, because of, as recruiters, you have invested a a huge amount of time and resource into hiring someone, you know. And if you get onboarding right, um, you know, that new hire is 82% more likely to stay with you for three years or more. That was some research that Glassdoor did recently. But if you're getting wrong, 88% of employees feel that their employee does a bad job at the moment. That's some research by Gallup. And that means that 20% of them are going to leave your business within 45 days. Now that's a massive drain on your budgets if you're having to go through the whole process again of of recruiting them, you know, they're less likely to recommend you to as an employer. There's there's so many negatives that can come of just that first bad experience. So if if you can get that right, you know, there's going to be massive, massive tangible business benefits. Uh, You know, it's not just about the fluffy, great welcome, you know, it's what you can actually do for the business from it
0: ultimately. What does a successful onboarding process look like? Um, Can you give us some examples of what you're doing right with your onboarding?
1: If you're sort of looking at your onboarding process, I think the first thing to do is sit down with the different stakeholders who are going to be involved in it, I guess, ultimately, because we, we often find that, you know, you might have HR involved, you might have IT involved, you've definitely going to have yourselves involved you might want to involve line managers and ultimately what you're trying to do is develop a process and an experience that works for everyone ultimately but what we always advise is place the employee at the heart of that experience not the compliance bits and pieces because really if you can drive high levels of engagement that's how you're going to drive the real real business results you know and try to avoid letting sort of red tape and legacy complexity get in your way i think if i had uh, a pound or uh, a euro these days which is going a lot stronger um you know for every time i've heard oh well we've always done it like this why would we change you know i'd be a rich man ultimately you know you can't get the way you've done something get in the way of creating that fantastic experience you know and ultimately anything that is causing a problem you know understand how you can work around it but Work around it by getting people to buy into your vision, your idea of what fantastic looks like. Um, but what does good look like, which is exactly what you're Well, I, th- I think ultimately good starts with technology these days. I think technology is the driver behind a great experience for, for not just onboarding, obviously, for a lot of different things that we do from the candidate experience as well. But it's, you know, the engine room behind a great experience. It can It can help... You manage the process, it can help uh, you build knowledge and skills uh, with that new hire. You can personalise and tailor the experience and the content that someone might be engaging with. And obviously, you can monitor and and, and drive task completion as, as well and lots, lots more. But technology is only as good as the experience you create with it, ultimately. You know, it's not the answer to everything. And ultimately, if you've got a nice piece of technology, the best place to start then is uh, early. And then after that, uh, there's probably five key areas that I think, think all great onboarding experiences have, have a bit of in it, if you, if you know what I mean. So the first one ultimately is, is this idea of being clear about your business and purpose uh, during the onboarding experience. You know, recognize what makes you unique and help people understand that, you know, and understand the ways um, you work internally. Um, You know, what you really want people to be able to do is start to perceive and align themselves with your your vision, your values, your purpose, as well as embracing your culture. Again, I I mentioned it a moment ago, but employee generated content is really, really great here. You know, storytelling, ultimately. Uh, AstraZeneca, one of our clients, they, uh, as part of their onboarding, at the end of the onboarding period, they get everyone who has uh, gone through that experience to film a top tips or advice, piece of advice video, which then goes back on to the onboarding site so that new people coming through the uh, the experience can get that advice directly from from the horse's mouth, so to speak. So it's a really nice way of keeping the content up to date and fresh and exciting, but also involving everyone in, in that experience as well. And the next big thing, you know, is, is supporting that new person's transition into the work uh, their work and the role you know so make sure the new house understand what's expected of them uh, you know not only from the business but also from their line manager in that new role you know how can we give them the knowledge of the teams uh, they might be working with the projects they might be working on you know key stakeholders the peers across the business that might be there and even simple things like you know all those internal systems and apps that they're going to be expected to use from day one you know let's start introducing them to them now you know so that they know what's what's coming and are prepared uh, for day one and what to expect over the first weeks now personalization obviously can help here hugely there's no point you putting a hundred different pages of content somewhere and expecting people to, to lead them so by being able to tailor and personalise the experience and any content or support that you're giving them, you know, allows you to really make that person feel like a VIP, but also engage with what you've given them.
0: Yeah, no, that's a really helpful way to welcome new hires and just make sure that everyone's well informed um, and that they have all the resources they need in advance of actually beginning especially now being remote uh, you can feel very distant from your colleagues from your teams. So I wanted to ask you what's the best way of creating a sense of community for all new virtual hires?
1: since we've gone into lockdown that that's become a, a really big challenge for, for everyone I think out there a really big challenge but it's I think it's something that we've been very aware of right from the start when we, when we created Eli ultimately was was how, do we start creating that sense of community before day one? You know, helping people feel like they belong. Ultimately, you know, it, 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 arguably that's that's the most important pillar we could talk about. them of, of onboarding for us, this idea that that new feel, hires feel included. You know, that they feel heard, empowered to be themselves at work. You know, uh, and are more than happy for others to do the same. And and if you can achieve that, obviously, you know, allow people to bring their best. Cells to work then you're going to have fantastic a fantastic experience and fantastic employees Um, that kind of thing isn't obviously achieved overnight you know you can't just magic up uh, that that perfect culture but by introducing lots of small things along like we we've talked about an onboarding journey along that path to them being a full employee, which you know might take a few months after they've joined, obviously, you can really start to, to create that sense of community. So a lot of the things we're, we're doing at, at Eli, really, is how do we start to embed people in the business and give them lots of different ways of, of meeting their fellow colleagues uh, interacting and then interacting with, with other key people within the business. So one of the things we always talk about is, you know, can you can you start to create sort of tailored social walls where people can interact? Eli comes with one, but you can use LinkedIn, a closed LinkedIn group for this. It, you don't need to be forking out for new technology, but what you do need to think about is how can we get people talking before day one? Because you might be using an internal networking channel within your organisation, you know, we we use Slack, there's Yammer, there's all the other ones out there. But ultimately, people can't get on there until they join. So how can we get people talking and chatting and interacting, uh, you know, actively starting conversations before day one? Another great way is also to introduce uh, new hires to your different uh, employee support or employee resource groups early on. You know, encouraging them to become members or even supporters. Um, Police now, uh, one of the sort of big grad recruits we work with, has done that to great effect. So you know that their different um, ERG groups, so they call them affinity networks, there are accessible and available to all their new hires before they start, so they can really get to know about all of the things that you, they can do once they join. Alongside that, you know, you want regular communication from everyone you're going to be involved in. So, you know, your line managers, HR, buddies, but don't leave that to chance, you know. And this is where technology can help give those appropriate nudges at, at the right moment, really. You know, a, a message once someone signed the contract saying, congratulations, can't wait for you to join from a line manager is quick and simple and easy to do, but means a world of difference to, to that new hire. So if you're looking at your onboarding, timeline or journey you know building little positive touch points all the way along you know a a message from a buddy a week before saying have you got any questions or are you nervous about something that kind of thing you know and then finally other things like so you're looking at your inductions and 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 you're adding elements of gamification into it really so that that everyone can get involved Uh, another great example of this um joss matthew They uh, created a a virtual escape room, so um, new people join the business, you're into teams, and then together you're working out how to uh, escape this room together. So ways of of really building relationships ultimately before day one, you know, in in lots of different shapes and forms, because, you know, some people will be comfortable coming onto a big team's call before they start, you know, others might not be. So, ultimately, giving people lots of different options of ways that they can start to get to know the people they work with and also, you know, feel that they're part of your culture.
0: Oh, we're almost out of time. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: I don't have a rabbit arm, do I?
0: I <laughs> got a lot to say, you know. <laughs> um, but just to wrap up, do you have any lasting words for our listeners? on creating a great experience for uh, candidates and new employees or any words of wisdom you'd like to, to share?
1: For me, the biggest thing that we always talk about is, is engagement, 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 really. You know, if you think about the, the process someone's just gone through to get this new job, you know, they've, they've put a huge amount of time and effort into it and it's a big, big decision for anyone to change a job. If if you can then take that and and turn your onboarding experience to something which is hugely engaging and and makes this person feel like a VIP, they're going to love you as a business. They're going to stay longer. They're going to perform brilliantly and they're going to tell everyone about it. And, you know, ultimately, I can't think of a better way to have someone start in any organization, anywhere in the world, I guess, ultimately.
0: Great advice. Thank you so much for joining me today, Noel. No problem at all. Thanks again for joining us on Recruity Radio. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And of course, if you did, please leave us a comment and feel free to share the podcast on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or wherever you're most active. We'll see you in the next one.